Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good to have you all here this morning. Amen. Everybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Say amen. Amen. Well, you may feel that way right now. 30 minutes from now, you may not feel that way. So enjoy it now. You know, God is good. Amen. God has been good to this little church for a long time now. You know, I look around the room and I see a lot of new faces. I see a lot of old faces coming back. I see a lot of people that's here all the time. And I see people that we have to kind of probe every once in a while to find out where they're at. But that's okay. God has a plan for this little place. Amen. There's no doubt in my mind God has got this place in His arms. If you look back here at that board, it says 58 people this morning. Praise God. You know, I see growth in our future. I see a lot of growth in our future. A lot of programs that we need to instigate and things that we need to do to make things right. So it's going to happen. And we're going to learn to trust God with everything. Right? And once we learn to trust God with everything, then He'll let us grow. And my breathing is really loud in it. Is that better? That's good. Thank you. Can y'all still hear me? Yes. <laughs> we can hear you without the microphone, sir. Well, there's people in here that can't, though, Mandy. <laughs> Some people have hearing problems. <laughs> Some people have selective hearing, too, and they don't want to hear what I got to say. Right? There you go. And I can get as loud as I want to, and that ain't going to change. But you know what? I love y'all, and I love this church. And I want to dedicate myself to doing more and doing a better job than I've ever done. Amen. So I need y'all's prayer for that. And I'm going to be praying for y'all to do a better job. Amen. And better commitments. And better things going on. So this morning we're going to be preaching out of uh, Malachi. Y'all don't get scared about a tithe message, okay? I ain't going to preach about that. I know, i got to say a prayer before I start. I just ain't got there yet. But we're going to go to Malachi 5 this morning, so y'all go ahead and go there as I take this little... Is it Malachi or Micah? Okay, Micah. I said it again, didn't I? I've done it again, didn't I? Go to Micah. I don't stand a chance, do I? We love you. Well, if I keep saying it, y'all get scared. And maybe, <laughs> maybe just the fear of me just preaching it'll make y'all start doing it better. Are you one? Of course. Don't we always start there? Don't we always start on the first verse? Most always. Most always. Unless I tell you different. If I say different, then we go somewhere else. Hey, Taylor, how about you say prayer? Yeah. We're going to do that, too. <laughs> Lord. Y'all need prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time we have to come together in your house this morning. Father, I ask that you just clear my words, clear my tongue, that I speak clearer and with a clean mind, Father. Take away the thoughts and the, the processes that are that keep you, keeps us not thinking about what we need to be thinking about this morning. Open your ears and open your eyes that we see and hear everything that you have for us this morning. Lead us where you want us to go. 
Let us receive what you have for us to receive. Each person receiving their own message this morning. Let the Holy Spirit lead us where he needs to lead us. And if there's one person in this room today, one, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that they find you this morning, and that they accept who you are. Father, this is our utmost prayer, that everyone in this room becomes saved and children of God in obedience to your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I've struggled a lot this morning. It seems like everything I've read is about disaster. Disaster of the world, disaster of the church, disaster, disaster, disaster. And I told Charlie, I said, it seems like everything I read is about disaster. And he said, well, maybe you need to preach on disaster. <laughs> Could be, huh? Sounds that way. But what is, what is the... Well, let's just read some words, and then we'll go from there. Our greater yourself... Now gather yourselves into troops, O daughter of troops. He has led siege against us. They will strike the judge of Israel with a rod on the cheek. But you, Bethlehem, Deborah, through you are little among the thousands of Jews. Yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler of Israel, whose going forth are from old and from everlasting. When I read that, I think about the small things. We're surrounded by mega churches and mega places and mega people, right? Where does God do His most work? In the small places. Our life is like that, isn't it? Sometimes the larger picture of our life, we don't see God as much as we should. But when we get alone or we're by ourselves or we're in a small group, we see God working more, don't we? <laughs> can y'all explain that? I mean, can you really explain why? It seems like the smaller the area or the smaller the problem, the more you see God. Maybe it's because you trust Him in the small stuff. Maybe our faith is just so weak that we can't see the big picture of what's going on and believe it can change. So I think that could be part of it. I don't know for sure, but I know this. I know that God has got the strength and the power to do anything He wants to do whenever He wants to do it, wherever He wants to do it. Amen. But do we as Christians have enough faith to allow Him to work in us? Do we allow Him to move through our lives like we should? Or do we tie His hands behind His back and expect Him to do it without our help? A lot of times we, we have faith in God. I, I trust everybody in this room has faith in God. I believe y'all have faith. But do you have the faith to understand that He's going to move when He moves? He's going to do it His way? And a lot of times we get in the way of His movement because we want it right now, right then, immediately. We stand in the way of God a lot, don't we? 
Is it part of our is it part of our nature? Or is it just part of our society that we live in? I think it's both. I think it's both. Our desire to be better gets overwhelmed sometimes by the look at the world and seeing what the world expects and how the world works. The devil will give you what you want immediately, won't he? I mean it's immediate with him. He wants you to he wants you to shine in his world. How many of y'all lived outside the will of God for so many years that it was easy to do? It was easy to live in that life, wasn't it? Still is. It still is. It is easy to live for the world, isn't it? We can look at the things around the world and we see corruption all over us. We see things in our government. We see things in our cities, in our houses. Oh, did I say houses? We see things in our own home that we need to change. And changing things in your own house is the hardest place to change it, isn't it? Because your house is where it starts. It starts with you and then it moves out to your house. I've seen homes where good Christian people lived in it. A good, solid Christian lived there. But their house was in turmoil. Because it didn't go throughout the whole house. What do we do about this stuff? How do we fix it? What do we do to change our homes? Well, that's the first thing we need to do is get on our knees. The second thing we need to do is live our lives according to what the Word of God tells us to do, the way He tells us to live. No matter what's going on around us, we need to be faithful to God. Amen. If you're twisted and turned upside down all the time, is that godly? No. God said that we're supposed to live life with abundance and full of joy. I watch people. I'm a people watcher. You understand that, right? I watch people's emotions. I watch their face. When I see people walking around all down in the dumps and all... First thing I want to know is, what's wrong? What did I do to upset you? It may not be me. But I look at it that way. Because I want people to have the joy of God in their lives. Oh, I know that there's bad situations. I understand financial situations. I understand all that stuff. Because reality is, I'm just as much a man as y'all are men and women. I face the same trials and the same tribulations y'all face every day of my life. I had disaster happen around me all the time. But I trust God. I'm going to tell y'all that. I trust God. Amen. I have to trust Him. <laughs> and I have to dig deep into my trust for Him sometimes. Sometimes I have to really depend on Him more than I depend on anything else. Amen. And I've learned over my years that the more I depend on Him and quit depending on people, it works out a lot better. <coughs> because I can get tore up watching some of y'all. And I do. I get down, I get hurt, I get my... My feelings hurt. I get angry. I have all the emotions you have. And then I have to go to my go to my prayer time and talk to God. And I have to turn it over to Him. And then I have to do something that a lot of us have trouble with. Let it go. Let it go. I gotta let it go. 
And I stand up here on Sunday morning and tell y'all, just give it to God and let Him have it. Sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes it's hard to let life turn it over to God and let Him deal with it. I have faith. And I have another thing called hope. And my hope is that God takes care of it and I don't have to. But I also found something else in the Scriptures. And it kind of struck me on a hardcore here about a month ago, I guess. I can have all the faith I want. I can have all the hope I want to have. And Jimmy's going to hate me. He ain't typing nothing, so he may not hate me as bad. But I've also learned that it takes a thing called obedience to the Word of God. And the Word of God says for me not to sit back and wait on Him to do something. Sometimes I have to get up and change the situation. Change my thinking. i got to do something with my faith and with my hope. i got to actually get up and move and do something to make it take place. Yeah, y'all say, oh, he's fixing to start talking about works. Yeah, I am. I am going to talk about some works this morning. We have works as Christian people to do. We got a lot of work to do. The biggest thing we got to do is stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Start in this body and say, okay, that's enough. What am I going to do to improve my day? First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to God in the morning. Amen. And then I'm going to talk to God after I get through talking to God. And about dinner time, lunchtime, I'm going to talk to God again. And I'm going to keep talking until I see some results. That's right. But if I lay on that bed or sit on that couch and that's all I do all day, how many times do you think I'm going to have to go to God about it? All day long, I'm going to have to keep going to God about it. i got to get up and do something. i got to start moving forward. I sit on my laurels and sit on my morals and I sit on my faith and I sit on my hope and I just sit there waiting on something to happen. You're going to be waiting a while, folks. Yep. you got to get up and move forward. Now, do I have to move forward into the problem? No. I move forward what God told me to do. I become obedient to the Word of God. I go out there in the byways and the highways, and I start spreading the Word of God again. I start talking to somebody about Jesus. I share my faith. I don't have to share my problems, guys. You don't have to call everybody you know and tell them what your problem is. Matter of fact, if you start calling everybody telling them what your problem is, your problem will probably grow. <laughs> because before long, they ain't going to answer the phone on you. But I can tell you this from experience. God never hangs up on you. God will never turn you down. He may be slow about moving, but it may be for your own benefit that He's slow. Because sometimes slow gets the work done. Well, always perfect times. Well, Paul. Unfortunately, we deal in our eyes. Unfortunately, we have to deal in our own eyes, in our own thoughts, in our own mind. We need to train ourselves a little better. And how do we get trained on that? You got to get into this book, and you got to read what God has done in the past 
the Old Testament stuff. Read what happened in the past and then read the Gospels and then read the New Testament of what God expects from us. If we'll put the Old Testament, the Gospels, and the New Testament together and start learning what this book really says about our lives, it gets better. It gets a lot better, right? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> okay, y'all quit playing in church now. We're not supposed to have fun here. <laughs> not supposed to be fun. God is everlasting. God's Word is everlasting. God's love is everlasting. God's presence is everlasting. God will be here when everything else is gone. I can trust God with everything in my, in my house, everything in my city, everything in my country, everything in my world. I can trust God with it. I may not can trust all y'all with it, but I can trust God with it. God don't make fun of me when I talk. I don't think. Of course, he may be sitting up here laughing with Jesus saying, you don't hear what he said. That's okay, though. I anointed that one. <laughs> I anointed that word. I anointed that one. Yeah. Let's go to verse 3. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. And he shall stand... And feed his flock. Y'all get that? Y'all get that? God may take his hand up a little bit. But he's always there. And he's going to return back. And he's going to give somebody to feed you. Unfortunately, y'all got a, a three-star chef instead of a five-star. But you got one. I may not say the right words all the time. But God puts it in my heart to speak it. And if you, if you listen with your ears and not with your other stuff, you'll hear what God has to say. Amen. I'll tell you something, folks. It's time to stop judging what you see and start going what God says. I see disaster all around this world. But God said that He's always in charge and He's over it all. You may not like the president, but guess what? God anointed him. Yeah. 
Because if God didn't want him in that seat, he wouldn't be there. I'm just telling the way it is. A lot of people get mad when I say things like that. But God has a plan. I don't like a lot of things the government does, but I'm going to tell you something. I've been in seven different countries in my life. I've lived in seven different countries. I'm going to tell you something about this country. It's the greatest country on the earth. Amen. It has the greatest government in the world. It has the most powerful army that was ever built anywhere. And its people are honest, hard-working, dedicated people. You may not agree with what they're dedicated to, but that's okay. They're dedicated to it. And they are hard-working people in this country. Now, there are some that ain't so hard-working. Some of them don't always do everything they're supposed to. But God still has this country in His arms. Amen. And He is coming back to feed us. We will be the power, most powerful country again. You want to know when it's going to happen? When people in America start turning back to God like they should. I hear people all the time, let's get God back in the schools. Let's get God back here. Let's get God. People, let me tell you something. God ain't never left one of those places. It's the people that walked away from Him that don't allow Him to work in those places. You want God's grace and blessing on you? Start receiving it. Start claiming it. Start claiming the goodness of God in your life. And give Him praise when things are going good. You know, we're, we're fast to call on God when everything goes wrong, aren't we? When everything's upside down, we want God's help, don't we? What about when things aren't so bad? We should be giving Him praise for that too. We should praise Him when things are good and we should really praise Him when things are bad. I'm telling you guys, we got it backwards. When things are upside down, we need to be praising God more than we ever praised Him. That's what he wants. Because he said, when you're your weakest, I'm at my strongest. Can somebody in here wrap their arm around that? When you were at your lowest point in your life, in the worst place you could have possibly been, what was the strength that pulled you through it? It was God. Stop depending on yourself and start depending on God. He'll send somebody to feed you. Who does he send to feed? Who does he send to feed people? Don't everybody point at me, because I ain't the one that he always sends. I'm going to point back at y'all. Y'all are the one that need to be out there feeding people. Your workplace, you don't like what's going on there, pray about it. And then talk to the people about it. There's nothing wrong with talking to somebody about God when you see them standing pumping gas. Because let me tell you a secret. You may not realize this. As long as he's got that nozzle in the side of the car, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Because he's got to have that gas in order to leave. The best place to talk to somebody about God is in the grocery line at Walmart. Because you're going to be there about 45 minutes. If not longer. What perfect time is to talk to somebody? You think they're going to walk away from their grocery cart and leave it? No. They're going to stand there. 
Well, I've been told to shut up before. I've been told I don't want to hear that mess. I've been told I don't need that in my life. I've been told, oh, take your holiness and go somewhere else. And I do. I step back about a foot and say, Dear Heavenly Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Amen. Amen. And I turn around and talk to the person behind me. They still hear me. <laughs> and that person behind me don't want me to pray that prayer for them, so they stand there and listen. <laughs> yeah, then they call the law and all that. that then you have a real captive audience. <laughs> in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of His name, of the Lord His God, and they shall abide for now. He shall, he shall be great to the ends of the earth. Who's going to be great to the ends of the earth? God's going to be great to the ends of the earth. Can I tell you something that's even better than that? When this earth is gone and we all went to heaven and other places that we're going, He's still going to be great. Amen. He's going to be so great on that last day that every knee shall bow. Amen. And every knee will confess Him as Lord. Just too sad they didn't get it before the game was over. But every tongue and every knee is going to pronounce Him Lord. Oh, J.R., you don't know that. Yeah, I do. It says so in his book. It says that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess Him as Lord. I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's time to get up off of yourselves and get up off of your sorrows and your pity parties and your brokenness and all the things that goes on in your private life. Get over it and get in God's grace and get with God and figure out how to solve it. God has a solution. He has many ways of delivering that solution. One of the greatest ways to solve that problem is read this. Get into this book and find out what God says about life. He didn't write this to sit on your table and look pretty. He didn't, write, he didn't put it in a book to make it a desk collector. If your pages aren't starting to get ear dubbed and dog leg or whatever they call it, ear, what do they call it, dog ear, you ain't in your book enough. Amen. If you ain't broke the bind in your book, you ain't opening it enough. Right. When Bible, when I see people carrying Bibles that's got strings tied around them, I want to talk to them people. Right. Because when they have to tie their Bible together to carry it, that means they use it. That's right. Ain't nothing wrong with a Bible full of ink. Highlighters and ink pens. My grandpa's Bible's over at my house right now. I guarantee you, you can't hardly read the book for all the writing in it. He scribbled on every page in that book, just about. But I got to reading the Word of God, and then I got to reading his notes. Right. Oh man, had it going on. He had a connection to God. And when God spoke to him, he wrote it down wherever he was reading that. He wrote down what he heard from God. Am I telling you to write in your Bibles and write up your books and all that? Yes. yes. I'm going to praise your name when you do. When you come in here with the ugliest Bible in the world and it's full of notes and it's got papers falling out of it and cards falling out of it and everything, it takes you 30 minutes to gather your stuff up to go home, that means you've been using that book. Amen. Right. If you use that book, you're going to walk a better life. Amen. Because if you're in the Word of God, you're going to be doing right. 
If you get in the Word of God enough, you ain't got time to be self-pitying. That's right. Y'all hear me right? Mm-hmm. You ain't got time to be worrying about what Johnny's doing down the road. Right. You ain't got to worry about what Ethel did because it don't matter. You're too wrapped up in God. When you wrap yourself up in God, you don't have time for Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube and all that. Get into the base of the Word of God and find out what God says to do in your life. He gave you the the tools to use. So there's some work to be in a Christian in there. Oh, y'all thought I was going to go a whole different way, didn't you? See, it ain't work that you go out and physically do. It's spiritual work you have to do. It's about your spirit, guys. Your spirit battles your flesh every day. And if your flesh wins more than your spirit does... You're going to have a bad day. Right. Stop letting the flesh win. How do you beat your flesh? How do you beat the flesh? By the Spirit. Yes. You can't beat your flesh with you and you. No. But you can do it with God's Word. Amen. You can do it by praising God's name. You can do it by lifting Christ up on that stick. Y'all, y'all remember that story, right? He said, raise him, up on, raise him up where everybody can see him. How do you raise Christ up in your life? By praising His name wherever you go. Whatever you do, bring, bring it to God. And praise Jesus. Teach people how to pray. You know what the greatest way to teach somebody how to pray is? Pray. Let them see you praying. If they see you praying and they see how you do it, They'll learn how to do it. Right. You want to know something really cool? When they see you praying all the time and you're walking around with a smile on your face and life seems to never get you down and you're, you're fighting that good battle and you're doing the right thing and you're winning, they're going to add two and two together, aren't they? Amen. man that prays walks in peace. Amen. That's not hard to figure out, is it? If they see you doing it, you're walking in peace no matter what the circumstances are. They see you walking in peace. Hey, I think I might try that. Because it works. Be a witness. Be a witness for Christ. Everywhere you go and everything you do, be a witness for Christ. And every once in a while, when you absolutely have to, sit down and talk to them about it. Be a witness to God every day. Be something that God can be proud of. Bring yourself to that place where you know that you're walking with God. If you don't know God today, if you don't know Jesus and you hear my voice anywhere, if you don't know Jesus, this makes no sense to you. This is just mumble-jumble talking. If you don't know Jesus, it's mumble-jumble talking. Until you find Christ, These words are not meant for you. They're meant for you to find Christ. How do you find Him? He's not hard. It's not hard to find Him. All you got to do is bend your knee down or sit in your chair and bow your head and say a simple prayer that you believe in Him as Lord and Savior. That you trust Him. And that you believe the words in that Bible are true. And you don't believe it in your head, guys. 
Head knowledge will send you to hell faster than anything else. Heart knowledge is where it's at. When you feel Christ in your heart, you know He's there. You don't have to argue it. You don't have to debate it. You don't have to wonder about it. One of the funniest things I hear people say, I ask them, if you die right now, are you going to heaven or hell? Well, I think I'm going to heaven. You're probably going to hell if you think you're going to heaven. The word that comes out of your mouth, if somebody asks you that, it should be, I'm going to heaven. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. That should be the first thing out of your mouth if somebody asks you that question. It should be immediate, strong, faithful, and believe it with all you got. I'm going to ask you this morning two questions. One, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? <coughs> if you don't know Him, let us introduce you to Him this morning. Let us introduce you to the Lord of Saviors and the King of Kings and the man that can save you from hell. Old J.R. accepted Christ a long time ago, but I ain't been living for Him. My question to you is, why not? If you know who He is and you believe in Him, why aren't you living for Him? Because you don't know to. You don't know how. You don't know what He expects from you. I'm going to tell you, get in your Word. Get into the Word of God and find out what you need to do. And how do I know where to go read, JR? How about talking to God about it? How about talking to Him and saying, Lord, what do I need to change in my life today? What do I need to do to get a closer relationship with You? He'll lead you. That's what the Holy Spirit's here for. And then be obedient to what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Oh, I don't know if I believe in that Holy Spirit stuff. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit stuff, you don't believe in Christ. Right. If you don't believe in Christ, you don't believe in God. That's as plain and simple as I can put it, guys. Because it's three to make one. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And without any of those three in your life, you don't have any of them. Sorry. That hurts your feelings. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit has all the power the Bible says He does. I believe that every gift He has is ours. And I believe if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can operate in them. There's a story in the Bible about the disciples going out, coming back broken hearted because they tried to do all the things that Jesus was doing. And they couldn't do it. And what did He say to them? Oh, you of little faith. How long will I remain with you? That tells you something, don't it? Yep. It tells you He has that power and He gave it to you through the Holy Spirit. And if you don't believe in it and you don't use it, how long is He going to remain with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to think about what you heard this morning. I want you to think about the message that was sent to you today by God. And I want you to figure out Right now, where do you stand with God? Do you stand in the promises and the life that He's given you? Or are you still on the outside trying to figure it out? Think about it for a minute. Barbara, crank that music up just a little bit.
you trusting God today? Are you walking in the promises that He gave you? Do you even know what the promises are? Do you have a relationship with our Lord and Savior? Do you talk to Him every day? Do you love Him as much as He loved you? Do you want to please Him as much as He wants to be pleased? Or you spend more time in your own sorrow, in your own weakness, in your own brokenness? I'm going to ask if there's anybody in this room today, or anybody in the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus, are you willing to give your life to Him today? Are you willing to say, I'm a sinner, and I need you in my life? If you're out there in the sound of my voice, anywhere in the sound of my voice, and you, you feel like you need to find Jesus this morning, in this room I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me, J.R., I need Christ. If you're outside of this room, there's some information on the bottom of the videos and on the tapes and everywhere out there, there's a way to get a hold of us and let us know that you need Jesus. I'd really like for you to start calling that number if you need us. Send in messages on Facebook if you need to. Whatever you need to do. Find us and let us lead you to the Christ this morning. Let us know that you accepted us. Now I'm going to talk to my blood-soaked, blood-washed fellow Christian people. Are you doing what God called you to do? Are you living the life that God wrote in His book for you to follow? Are you pleased with what you're doing for God? If you're having turmoil in your life, is it because you're not following Christ? Or being obedient to the Word of God? Are you letting the world beat you up? If you are, you want to turn that around? Why don't you raise your hand and say, I need God to give me more strength today. I need God to give me more strength than He's ever given me because I'm twisted and I'm hurting. And I need more of God. I need to receive more blessings from God. I need to receive more inspiration from God. Come on, don't be ashamed. Raise your hand if it's you. That's who you are. Raise your hand. Acknowledge God this morning. Ask Him what you need. Ask Him what you need to do to straighten it up. Then have the Holy Spirit come and dwell with you the rest of the day. Get into the Word of God and find out what's going on in your life. You need to talk to me or you need to talk to one of the deacons about it. That's what we're here for, guys. We're here to help you with your walk. We're here to feed you. You have an associate pastor, you have a pastor, you have six deacons, is that right? Two elders? Utilize these people. One of the funniest things I hear in this church is, who's my deacon? You don't know who your deacon is? Find out who that person is. And go up and kick them in the shin and say, why don't I know you? Guys, we have the avenues here. We have the classes here. We have everything you need to learn as much about God as you can possibly learn. If you don't come on Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night, Sunday morning Bible study time, Sunday morning services, Sunday night services, you have all the opportunities in the world to learn about God. If you don't know about God's will in your life, 
Maybe you need to make some sacrifices on your own and come and see what's going on. I know that's kind of rough, ain't it? Kind of hard to get up and go to work the next morning when you've been at church till eight o'clock. I mean, you come in at seven, seven thirty, and you stay at eight thirty. I know it's hard to get up and go to work the next morning, right? But I guarantee you one thing: God had his disciples, Christ had his disciples in the garden before he was taken prisoner. He asked them to stay awake and pray with him. And they couldn't stay awake either. But he still loved them. He still cared about them. And when it was all over with, he was resurrected back. He was the first person he went to. Those guys that let him down the most. Stop judging what people do and start doing what God called you to do. You hear me? Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and start worrying about what you're doing. Because this relationship we have with Christ is personal. It doesn't involve 50 people. It's a personal relationship with Him that gets you the blessings you need. And I promise you this, I'm going to let you down sometimes. Charlie's going to let you down sometimes. Jimmy and Dale's going to let you down every once in a while. The deacons are going to let you down. Your brothers and sisters are going to let you down occasionally. But I promise you this. God will never let you down. Amen. Stay true to God. Stay true to the Word. And find out what God has for you in your life. Take it from there. Let's watch this church grow. Because one thing about it, if this church is growing, guess what else is growing? The most important part of it all, the kingdom of God is growing. It's not about putting 300 people in this building. It's about putting 300 souls in heaven. Amen. And that's not only my job. It's your job. And if each one of us brought two people to the Lord this week, guess what? We'd have a big army, wouldn't we? Every head bowed still. Your eyes closed. If you need special prayer this morning for something, now's the time for you to raise your hand and say, I need a prayer. What do you need, Lamar? Your son, Jeremy. Let's lift Jeremy up in prayer this week, guys. Yes. Keep this in mind. What do you got, Tim? Well, we're going to pray that Lily don't lose her job, but if she does, God closes one door, he opens another one that's better. Amen. April? To heal, go away. I believe that can happen real quick. I've watched God in this place cure cancer. I know He can handle a backache. You believe it? You believe God can heal you? Come see me right now. Come see me right now. Yes, sir. Yes, and I'm going to bring it up in just a second on that. But yes, we will be praying for you and your family. April. You believe that God can heal your back? You believe that He will? I think it's going to work. Dear Heavenly Father God, I ask that you come into April's life right now. That you walk from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Yes. That you realign the spine, realign the disc, you expel them out wherever they need to be, you heal it. In the name of Jesus, receive it, 
Take it as the word of God. Go in his hands. I believe it with all my heart that God just healed that back. Amen. I trust God healed it. Now, Mr. Whitaker, a lot of y'all, do y'all remember a guy named Mark? Yes. Death Mark, we called him. Don't take it bad, sir. That's what we called him. Death Mark passed away on the 22nd of this month. His son's here today with us and our nephew, I think. Nephew. I'm glad he's here. I'm very glad you're here with the, with Mark's family because we were his family. Yes, and we're missing tremendously. Y'all be praying for the Whitaker. I can't say y'all's last name. I keep saying Whitaker. Welker. Welker. Y'all pray for the Welker family. Lift them up in your prayers. Give them strength. And we all know Mark came to church pretty regular. And I know that Mark gave his life to God one Sunday morning. I remember it very well when he did it. So I trust that he's in heaven today. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want you to be comforted with that. He did come to the Lord in this church. Amen. And we all know it. So we witnessed him doing it. I don't know if that helps you feel any better or not, but he did give his life to Christ. Now, like everybody else, he ain't perfect. Mark had a lot of problems in his life. He had a lot of things he dealt with. But I think his battle with God, was God won that battle. Yeah. So he's gone to be with the Lord Y'all just keep that family in your prayers. Okay? Pray for this church. Pray for this little building. We've talked about growth. We've talked about getting bigger. And we've talked about growing the kingdom of God. But this little church does a lot. It has accomplished a lot in the last few years. And we want it to accomplish more, don't we? So how do we accomplish that? First thing we do is get rid of all the bitterness inside the building. Yes. Get rid of all the gossip inside the building. We're going to sweep out this church. We're going to sweep out the problems. And as we sweep out the problems, we're going to put a bar on the door and not let them back in. But we're going to do it the godly way. And that's through prayer, and it's through obedience to the Word of God. We've got to stop it. And that's the last I'm going to speak on this. I'm not going to speak about negatives anymore today. But I am going to tell you that there's going to be some cleaning done. And it's got to stop. Y'all want to grow? You want this church to grow? Get in one accord. And I ain't talking about a Honda either. <laughs> Get in one accord in this building. Stop the bitterness. Stop the backstabbing and the gossip. Love each other. Love each other the way God intended you to. Amen. He said, love your God with all your mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself no more than what some of you have been displaying, I feel sorry for you. Stop it. God thinks you're special. God thinks you're one of the most special people in the world. He loved you so much and He cared so much about you. But He didn't want to see you go to hell. Right. He gave His Son as an avenue to get back to Him. That's right. How much more can somebody love somebody than to give their own son to you? I'm done for today. I'm done for this hour anyway.
But let me tell you something. God is not done. One of my favorite movies in the whole world is God is Alive. God is still alive. He ain't no tomb laying up there by Buddha. He ain't up there with Ishmael or Salama or whatever all these other gods are. He is a walking, living, breathing Jesus Christ that lives on the throne of God and He's still alive today and He will still be alive tomorrow and He is here to save you if you're willing. Amen. Give me dismiss this before I can start preaching again. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we just come to today, Lord. I just want to thank you for this wonderful message you brought to us today, Lord. I thank you for JR as he was on this week. Again, Lord, just ask you to be with us as we leave this place. We're going to back again tonight, Lord. Lord, my union. Thank you again. The end of God. We're sending your son who died on the cross for us. His name is Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.